when our friends in Birmingham hear that we've made our big move. I think they have in their minds an image that we are calm, with plenty of domestic tranquility, just taking it easy, close to the earth. But you and I know that this process of moving and trying to get a farm underway and trying to get all of the moving around that needs to happen to make this work is putting us under probably more stress than we've been in decades. Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Beginners learning subsistence farming using three simple principles. Approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's got to be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make allness statements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian. Welcome to our very first podcast of 2010. We thought we'd begin the conversation today with uh, by addressing one of the most common of all holiday and post-holiday maladies, stress. And we certainly have had plenty of it recently. That's right. Um, Of course, in our suburban life, um, we've always had stress during the holidays because there are so many activities going on. And when our children were young, they had activities and there were just a lot of of things going on. Now we have uh, compounded that with trying to move in the midst of all this. And we have, uh, we've just hosted Um, Our son, his wife, their child, our daughter, and her boyfriend, and we couldn't accommodate them here, so we ended up saying, let's have them at the lake, which was the right decision to make, but it meant that we have our suburban home, we had the farm, we had the lake place, we were living in three different places, and it was about to kill us. Yes, because I never could remember what I had in what location. So I ended up buying like five containers of cream cheese, for example, because I thought, I know there's some at Misty Lane, but I left it there, and I need there's some. There's no telling how much cream cheese we have now on. So, I mean, that's just one example. We have, um, so it, it has been, that part is unusually stressful, and I, I don't see why, why we, this would need to continue another year. We're hopefully going to be in one place next year. Absolutely. But I think anyone who's following in our footsteps trying to make a change like this needs to understand that you will experience extraordinary amounts of stress in the process of making this happen. That's right. And on top of that, we got sick. And uh, when you're, I mean, it's bad to be sick during the holidays anyway, but that didn't help the situation. Right. And if I can whine just a little, let's talk about some of the the challenges we face. One is that we have so many tasks that need to be completed here at the farm. Um, We still have that deer fence, really needs to be attended to. We've got all of the moving in kind of stuff, shelving and storage and objects that need to be uh, taken care of. Then you and I both are earning less and money's tight, so we're aware of that, and we're trying right. to limit our expenses. And That's right. And, uh, you know, at, right after the holidays, when you talked about trying to find places to put things, we also have all of the holiday decorations that I need to, to pack. I haven't really been that organized in the past anyway in terms of 
knowing where everything is. And I've decided this year, because we do have space uh, at a premium, that I need to be super organized and keep a careful record of what goes where. And I'm sure I'll be getting rid of a lot of old holiday decorations that I haven't used in about 20 years. Yay! I'm all for that. All right. Um, and the, I guess we've had the, the stress of entertaining our children and our grandchild. Although that's a wonderful stress. We don't want to absolutely avoid we that in any delighted way. delighted to do that. We love that. But we have to acknowledge that it also increased the level of stress. So, um, and then I guess the other thing that we've struggled with is that although we love living here in the apartment, we are very close together. Right, so. right. So I hope that's not too stressful on you when I can't sit still and I get up and move from one room to another and um, when you're trying to take a nap or you're trying to do your work conversations with your uh, clients and that kind of thing. I hope it's not too much of a bother. And by the same token, I hope it's not too much of a bother to you when I have to have a session and you're trying to work over in your area and that sort of thing. It's really not a problem. And I know that even though you normally do a lot of your work out in your shop uh, with the, and of course, if it gets cool enough, you put your kerosene heater out there. But when it's this cold, I mean, it went down to the teens the other night. Uh, you really don't need to be sitting out there. And I do don't like sitting out there at this time of year. It's, it is a little cold to do that. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I'm grateful to be able to come into the apartment and enjoy this great wood stove. We just cranked it up knowing that we were going to be sitting down to do the podcast. And boy, it sure is nice to have that going. That's right. But, you know, it's not all negative. I mean, we did have a lovely walk today for the first time in about a week and a half or two. Boy, was that nice. Mm -hmm. And it's part of what you and I have said needs to happen as part of our stress reduction, which is for us to develop a skill of focusing on the present. That's right. It's one thing to, uh, in fact, focusing on the present. I think we started that conversation yesterday talking about one of the attributes of our dog, Kalijah. God rest his soul. We love that dog. Best dog ever. Best dog ever. Yellow Lab uh, died at the age of 11 last year. But uh, what Kalijah had going for him. Which would be true of most any dog. Right. That's true. I'm not saying he's unique in that in that respect but he was able to completely focus on the present in fact that's the only thing he could do he could only live in the present and sometimes we humans don't do that enough because we have the ability to think about the future which is is good in and of itself to plan the excitement of a, a new future that's exactly what we're doing now Absolutely. but if all you ever do is live for the future you as if i can't enjoy today because i haven't got things the way i want them to be in the future and you, you obsess over it, I think that's, that can be a drawback. As well as, I think the holidays in particular made me aware of how much we cherish our past. We told lots of funny stories about Christmas's past and things we've done as a family um, and relived old traditions and that kind of thing. But if the only thing you do is live in the past, then that's a problem too. If you can't enjoy the present because you wish it were like the past or... You know, you have too many regrets about the past and you can't get over them. I mean, whatever it might be, it's all about keeping it in perspective. But part of that for me is being able to focus on the present. 
and live in that and live in that moment. And we did a great job living in the moment oh, today. You know that new trail we discovered. Actually, it's one that you probably had already blazed, but we've let it. We forgot about it. We had forgotten about it. We had charted it out. We knew where it needed to go, but we haven't walked it in a long time. And I didn't even know it was there, to be honest. Big swath of our property where we never go, and it was just a lot of fun to walk really along pretty. there and see new sites, including. Go ahead. Oh, the bluebirds. You know, we had seen an errant bluebird here and there on the property and, and wondered where they all were. Well, they were having their convention, their annual winter convention <laughs> down at this. Uh, I don't. It's hard to describe it. It's sort of like a little holler. I guess if we lived in yeah. North Carolina, I'd say we live, you know, it was down in the holler. But it, um, it was a... Uh, an area where the, apparently there was some habitat that really attracted them. And we thought it, we saw at least four males. Yeah, and if, at least two or three females. Right, so right. Uh, but, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. So that was one discovery. And, and just the ability to get out and stretch our legs, I mean, that was great too. But to um, enjoy the reason we live, we moved here to begin with. So you bet. we need to do that more often. We do need to do it more often. And that's probably a good idea to reduce stress as well, just to right. get some exercise, get right. some fresh air, right. get moving. Right. Because we have been staying inside more with the cold weather. It just hadn't felt like moving around as much. That's right. And, you know, plus when we were sick, we de- definitely didn't. So, um, in fact, well, that's I was right. We hadn't mentioned that both of us have been sick. So um, it was really good to get out there. And, uh, of course, we also had a mission for the, as a reason for our walk, which is to spot deadfall, I believe you call it. So That's we can true. Cut some more firewood. Yes. And um, we found some trees. Uh, we have been surprised that we did not have more deadfall. Um, we've had some fairly violent storms, and we sort of mm-hmm. thought with the weather as wet as it's been, the roots would be loose and we would have lost more big trees, but um, we really haven't lost many. Which, of course, I'm glad. I'm glad about that. It's a good I don't problem want to, lose to have. Those. But uh, we, what we were able to spot were a couple of trees that either had recently gotten bent over but still somewhat alive so that they're not rotten or, or too, um, I guess, just they, they get petrified after a yeah. while, right? And you just can't cut them up. Well, true. Uh, but uh, so we we spotted a number of those along the walk, and we'll be able to go back later when it's not quite so cold with the chainsaw and uh, and the bucket and the bucket and get those up here, and then we can do some splitting. Yes, and contribute to our supply. This is probably a good time for us to talk about how much of that wood we've been using. I had uh, promised uh, an update about how much wood we're using, particularly here in the cold weather. And the news is good. What we've discovered is that we don't really use that much more firewood when the weather gets really cold. The difference is we're just being more careful to keep the door closed. Right, right. It's uh, so. Uh, what a, you were talking a little bit about what we have to do to the firewood pallets and all of that. Uh, yeah, we need to talk about that a little bit. Well, I think. we have. Uh, 12 good-sized firewood pallets. Each pallet holds a quarter of a cord, and I'm talking about honest-to-goodness cord here. So four pallets together will hold a cord of wood. And um, we have, um, we're on number three now, and uh, the first six pallets 
we did before we realized they needed to be reinforced to keep them squared up. Um, so 7 through 12 have been squared up with the diagonal brace. 1 through 6 will need to be rebraced before we put more firewood on them. Um, but that shouldn't be a big problem. We know how to do it. And we just got to, um, you know, get the brace in there and screw it right. down and so right. forth. Um, but it, to just to talk a little bit about how much wood we're using, we probably are still on track with that uh, six pallets per burning season or one and a half cords per winter. And I think that's going to be good. So that mm -hmm. means if we continue to use all 12 pallets, we should be able to burn all wood that's been split, cut, split, and stacked at least a year. Right. So that's, we're ahead of the game then. And this uh, little fireplace is so, or the, the wood stove is so efficient that we shouldn't have any trouble I really don't staying think at we this will. level it just gets warm and you really in fact like later today earlier today um around 10 we decided we don't need to keep this fire going all day no, it was plenty don't. warm in here we've never felt a need to keep a fire going all day or all night right now I, I did start out trying to burn all night but that was just out of my inexperience right we really don't need it it's it's very pleasant in here so um not so the laundry area however oh, however that's not point. exactly a comfortable place to be when it's in the 20s or below now let's describe where your uh laundry area is we're away from the apartment that with the washer and dryer we've got them in a storage room on the west end of the pole barn they're enclosed right. but um there's no heat in there, right. and you've got a very tall ceiling, right. so um, that area gets cold in the winter time. Yes, um, I've enjoyed the storage. I mean, as far as the convenience of it, it's not a problem at all to have it out there. But and and you know, I guess last week when it was in the 40s, maybe 30s mm -hmm. at night, it didn't really bother me to go in there. You were aware but, it was cool, but it right, was not a big deal. Not a big deal. We have a heat lamp that's trained on the area right in front of the washing machine so that if you're putting something in there, you can you know, heat yourself up. Um, and then I moved my space heater out to that area. But it was yesterday morning, I think, when I went out yes. there. And I don't know how cold it was outside. Would you say teens? Uh, yesterday morning was our coldest morning yet. That was the morning it went down to 15. Okay. That was when I came in and I said, okay, this is not going to work. Because I was out there for about five minutes loading the dryer I think I'd washed something earlier, and I was putting it in the dryer. And by the time I left, my fingers were numb. Right. Uh, so, so we decided that we won't be able to do that. Right. What we did in the short run is I got the kerosene heater rolling, and we used it to give you a little extra heat. And I guess that got you over the hump. Oh, yes, that was fine. Once that kerosene heater got going, it was fine. But what we've decided is that we probably need to invest in one of those um, mats that you can put down and you can stand on that mat. And I think that'll make a huge difference. I think you'll feel warmer. I think it'll make you warmer uh, when you're mm -hmm. standing out there. Well, good. And I'm, I'm all for that. Um, went back out there today. I will just note that it wasn't nearly as cold. I was able to, I mean, it's not like you'd want to stay out there all day for the fun of it, but you can stand it. Yeah. And uh, 
so and it certainly is almost easier than the arrangement we had in our suburban home because the washing machine the, the laundry room was downstairs and if you had to take something upstairs to the bedroom you know you hiked up all the stairs and now i'm you know 20 steps away from the thing at, at the most yeah um and just come through the cut through from the uh, storage room through the back porch, screened in back porch in the back door of the apartment, and I'm there. So it's really not a bad arrangement, except for the days that it's 15 degrees. Not a bad arrangement at all. Uh, you and I have talked about the fact that when we lived in our house in the suburbs, we spent an extraordinary amount of time moving from one part of the house to the other. Right. Up yeah. and down the steps from one end of the house to the other. I mean, our house wasn't huge, but it was a whole lot bigger than we have here. When everything is compact, as it is here at the farm, you spend a lot less time moving from one part of your residence That's to the true. other. It's That's all true. sort of right there together. That's true. However, we do find more, spend more time trying to figure out how we're going to store things, where to put our gear, where to put Christmas decorations, where to put linens that you're not using. I mean, that's the part that takes the extra time, I guess. So what are we going to do? Right now, we're talking about living out of plastic bins. Um, and then, of course, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, uh, we may rent a storage unit when we finally move out of the house, the suburban house, to, for good, um, at least until we can build our our next installment in this plan, which is uh, hopefully some accommodation for our guests when they come to see us. That's right. But until that happens, uh, we're stuck having to find a way to store the things that we really want to hold on to. Yeah, and I guess it's it's really not a huge challenge for sort of the normal stuff, but we've recently encountered the, the issue of storing your fine china. Yes. And remember, this is a woman who has the gift of hospitality Fine china is part of our life. Right. So um, we're struggling with where we can put it. Right. But right now it's safely in a plastic bin, and uh, we took it to the lake for Christmas. I got it out, put it in the cabinets there, and then just recently, just yesterday, packed it back up in the bin. And uh, hopefully, if we are able to build stage two that we've talked about, I'll have some sort of nice cabinet there where I can park it permanently. But uh, in the meantime, we make do, and we find places to put things that we aren't using on a daily basis. There you go. You, Since we have a, a minute or two extra, you want to just talk a little bit about stage two? Well, what we've decided is that we're perfectly happy living here, and the only problem with it here being this apartment, the only problem with it— 600 square feet right. in the pole barn. Mm -hmm. But— the only problem with it is that we don't have any place to have other people come and stay with us. Um, and we'd like very much to be able to do that, to offer that. So we uh, have thought about what we really need. I mean, this crazy idea hit me last summer. I thought, well, what we really need is a hotel, but not a full-fledged <laughs> hotel. But we are calling it a lodge. We really think that the next stage will be to build a building that's mostly just for uh, three, you know, three bedrooms, a large gathering area, full kitchen, screen porches, uh, but it, but basically a huge pole barn that's filled in with that sort of structure, so that when we do have our family and our friends come, we can welcome them with open arms and say, you know, that we'll all party up there at the lodge, but we, you and I, will come back down here and sleep in our room in our. Oh. 
in our apartment. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> they can have it to themselves up there. And you and I are real focused on the fact that even though we don't expect to be using it all the time, we do want to make sure that it's energy efficient, that we are. Yes. Uh, particularly, we want to make sure that it doesn't use up any energy to just sitting there. Right, right. But even when people are staying in it, we want it to be energy efficient. So we'll probably design it very much like our apartment is, mm -hmm. with lots of south-facing windows, but strategically positioned so that there's no penetration of the summer, the sun in the summer, and right. lots and lots of insulation the way we have here. Right. We've learned a lot in building this structure, and we plan to um, incorporate that mm -hmm. as well as lessons learned about what we didn't do right or what we should have done before, you know, step Absolutely. one, like the termite bond and all of that, uh, termite proofing that should have been done earlier. Uh, but we will, and, and hopefully we'll keep you posted uh, about that, too, if we're able to, to get this underway and uh, what we learn in the process of building it. And we will learn a lot. And we'll be glad to share it with you in weeks to come. See you next week. You've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee and Amanda Borden. We'd love to hear from you. You can call the farm at 334-625-8682. Send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com. Or you can send us honest-to-goodness mail at P.O. Box 780-446, Tallahassee, Alabama 36078. To browse our archive, to learn more about the farm and about Lee and Amanda, and to talk with other listeners, visit us at longleaffreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.